0: Welcome to another episode of Shades Midweek, a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. I'm Jonathan Haifs, and I am joined in studio by my co host and good friends, Bradford Brown and John Mark DeRoe. And we really hope you enjoyed last week's podcast. If you didn't hear it, we encourage you to go back and listen to that because that is part one of a two part conversation uh, that we had with Bo Armistead uh, about counseling. Bo's a professional counselor, and so we're really excited. To get you part two of that conversation today in just a few minutes, uh, and it actually works out really good for us guys that we've got uh, this episode to split into two because we've got a limited time to record today because the world's about to break. Apparently, we've got some severe weather headed our way. So um,
1: yeah, James Span is has let us all know that it could get really intense today.
0: I, I had never lived anywhere where like a weatherman was. Like a revered celebrity until here, James Spann.
2: It's really an accomplishment. It, yeah, in, in the field, I agree.
0: We all know it gets serious when he rolls the sleeves up. So we, we need should to, try to get him on. Should, that's what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> he could talk about weather. The, spirit, and
0: the spirits moving,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, weather. Is he a Christian? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, well, I mean, wonder well, what, <laughs> what are
0: we? What are we doing? What are we even doing?
1: I've done a few events where that he spoke at.
0: What? Yeah.
1: There was an event I did. You may the- have storms in your life. Is, is it that kind of thing? I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sure what he would
0: ha- had when the to say threat was, of severe- was really good. No. That uh, was a joke.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, man, <laughs> we could have him on.
0: <laughs> we could. That's actually not the only recent idea yeah. for an episode. We uh, we received an email.
1: Oh, we did.
0: Yeah, and and part of that email suggested some ideas for maybe some future episodes. So, Jam. Why don't we take a trip down to the email
1: corridor? Email corridor. Email <laughs> corridor. That's what Brad did a couple of weeks ago. Email yeah.
2: corridor. I feel like we're we're honing in on what it's gonna be.
1: Yeah. Brad really wants us to do a jingle, so I'm gonna have to write a jingle at some point and record that. But yeah, yeah. so we got an email, guys, from Sage Jenny. Is and that how you pronounce it? It is. Are you sure?
0: Well, I I'm think-
1: almost ninety percent sure. <laughs>
0: Let's go. Bring it on. What did what did Sage have to say?
1: Sage says, Hello, midweek. Happy to be here in the old inbox. I cannot pick a favorite episode because they are all my favorite. And then she did the thing with like the the less than symbol with a three and it makes a heart. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes a heart. Yeah, yeah. But all the ones you mentioned are stellar. In hearing that Grant talking about Grant Primo, has renounced his position as number one fan, I will gladly take his place. (laughs) And I won't even criticize you for not knowing how to pronounce my last name. For the record, it's pronounced Jenny. And a fun fact that may help you remember is that my mom's name is Jenny Jenny. (laughs) She's cool (laughs) like that. (laughs) Jenny Jenny. I wonder if she has a middle name. We should. say. do you have a middle name? Write us back.
0: I, I was saying name. her mom. Her oh. mom. Does her mom have a oh. middle name?
1: Yeah. And if so, is it Jenny?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jenny, Jen, Jenny?
0: Oh, man. I love that's the fact wild. that we kind of have like an email war going at this we point. We kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, Grant, what, what are you going to say now, huh? Yeah, Esquire? Now, gonna, that's right. Now gonna it's up to back.
1: Grant to respond. I mean, this is, yeah, things are yeah. getting intense over here. A lot, here of, a lot of drama. A lot yeah. of drama here yeah. on the podcast. Um, she did go on to say, as far as future episodes go, I would personally like to hear a full-length episode of Only Lightning Round. That would be pretty interesting. Wow. Maybe we could have James Spann on for that one. Lightning Round. Hey, wow. okay. I see. Also, <laughs> there's a great podcast called The Great Debates that I think you could do a great version of for an
0: episode. I really like this idea.
1: It also has three hosts, one being the moderator. And topics debated are things like Vanna White is talented (laughs) or making your bed is worth the time. And a basketball team would beat a hockey team at football. I highly recommend listening to an episode or two and considering recording your own episode like this. I'd be glad to send along a few of my favorite episodes. As always, stay golden, my friends. P.S. Since you read my last email on the podcast, I now feel the need to announce that I am fully aware the Christmas songs I mentioned are not Christian Christmas <laughs> songs. Yeah. But hey, man, good music is good music, to, well, which, we I, totally to which I Well, we were totally judging concur, her for that. Of we course. were judging her for that. Pretty oh. hardcore. It was,
2: it was harsh.
1: because right, I only listen to Christian music.
0: I love that idea for the podcast, though.
1: That could be kind of interesting, right? That'd be great.
0: I think the reason I love that is because it reminds me of when I was in seminary. I I was a part of a strange friend group, and while other friend groups would sit around and debate atonement theories, (laughs) uh, we would sit around. My favorite debate we ever had over lunch was who would win in a fight, Spider-Man or a million babies? (laughs) (laughs) These are the kinds of things we discussed. (laughs) Well, that could be a question. How how
1: old are the babies? What's the That was a big debate.
0: That was a big. I
1: like that's a big. That's true.
0: What qualifies as baby?
1: Because if they're crawling,
2: I thought you were going to say like Spider Man or Batman. No, you know something like that. No,
0: that would be too sane. Oh no, I like it. Well, Sage, thank you. For your email. Yes. And, uh, yeah, email us. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Or or leave a comment. And we do on... get a lot of emails, just to re- <laughs> reinforce that. Oh, we got to narrow down what we're yeah, reading Yeah, yeah, for
2: sure. Right. This is not the only email we've gotten. <laughs> All right? Yeah.
0: Let's be clear um, about that. Yeah, yeah or uh, rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts. That's right. Leave a comment there. We'll or re- Spotify. Can we'll, we'll read, read Spotify? your comment. We'll Can you leave comment.
1: a review on Spotify?
0: I have no idea. I'm not a Spotify guy.
1: Uh, they should work on that if they don't have that. No, so. for sure. But
0: anyway, thank you for joining us on this trip down to the email corridor.
1: Yeah, what do we have next? All right. Well, guys, it's time for JM's Album of the Week. JM's Album of the Week. Okay, so we were talking about this before we recorded, and I was like, I don't think I have an album this week, but I really had this one in my back pocket the whole time. And then I finally admitted to Jonathan. I was like, well, this is the album that I'm going to do. And he was like, yes, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I've got to defend myself. You <laughs> did get really excited. I did. I'll explain why I got excited in a minute.
1: All right, guys. So I know you're all just waiting. Uh, Alanis Morissette. Anybody remember her? Wow. She's she pretty a, great. Is she a new artist? Who is who's oh, this? Billie Eilish? What? No. <laughs> Um, Billy
0: Who? <laughs> Billy. She can't hold it. She can't hold it, Candle! <laughs> right. To Alanis. All
2: right, Jonathan, calm down. We haven't even gotten into it yet. Well, I haven't even
1: gotten to the album yet. And let me preface all this came about because last week yeah. I went down, somehow got on this YouTube rabbit hole. You know, you just go down a black hole, basically. Right. <laughs> a yeah. black hole, right? We- we've that all happens. been there. And somehow this Alanis Morissette clip came up of a, I think it was a performance on Letterman or something. So I click on it and I watch it. I'm like, this is rocking. Like (laughs) this is so good. And Taylor Hawkins is on drums from the Foo Fighters and it's, and it's the nineties and uh, she's just out of control. Like her stage presence is just amazing. And so that sent me down this black hole of like, I have to watch more live uh, footage of, of her and her band. So In doing that, then I started listening to the album, and the album of the week is Jagged Little Pill, which Mm. is the album that she's most known for. It came out in 1995. Um, Which was a
0: great year for music.
1: It's actually her third studio album because the first two records that she put out were straight pop records. Oh
0: yeah. So if you watched the television show "How I Met Your Mother," which this is not a tacit endorsement, <laughs> but, but if you watched that, show, If you watched that show, uh, there is a character on the show. One of the main characters, her name is Robin, and she's Canadian. She's from Canada. And they find out at some point in the show that she, like, had a pop music career. And what they do in that show, it's a straight-up parody of Alanis Morissette's, like, career okay. arc. Yeah. yeah, so it starts out, like, bubblegum pop, like, on a mall tour kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And then she goes all grunge eventually. And, they, I mean, that's exactly what, what Alanis did. Yeah, she was, like, a pop artist. And, uh, and then found her voice. Wow. Is
2: that
1: what Ashley Simpson did, too? <laughs> Let us not compare the
0: two. Yeah, yeah.
1: Although I had an Ashley Simpson phase, I must say. Didn't Tanisha say that? Oh, Tanisha, oh, yeah, for sure,
0: big Ashley Simpson fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had me listen to a two-part podcast. Put I, I don't even remember who put it out. It, I think it might be a NPR thing or or New York Times. I don't know. Really, somebody. Somebody that it's it's a it's a pop culture podcast, uh, and it was a two part thing that's basically a defense of Ashley Simpson's career. Wow.
1: <laughs> the significance of this album is that it's it has sold over thirty three million copies, and mm. I think at the time, I don't know if this has changed or not, but I had heard that uh, it was like the highest uh, selling album for a female artist of all time. Wow. At, at one point, like it, so like. The impact that it made was was tremendous, especially when you consider like you know some other really well known female artists and um, or just musical artists in general. I mean, thirty three million albums that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, I've just honestly I've just been listening to this album, and we, we can play a, a few clips here. But it's, it's, it's just of albums
0: like. If you were music conscious at this time, you would recognize several tracks off this Oh, album. yeah.
1: She had, like, mm. I think she had, like, six or seven singles off this yeah. record.
0: Yeah, a ton. Oh, dude, the harmonica. That guitar so, is so 90s. Everything's so, so 90s. Everything's so 90s.
2: Do I stress you out? Am I listening to <laughs> Rebecca St. James right now? <laughs>
0: Rebecca Saint, we talked in CCM stuff about how they like you always have like the Christianized version of a secular artist. That was totally Rebecca Saint James. She was like the Christianized Alanis.
1: I mean, there's so many good songs on this album. So, So, so the reason,
0: like crazy, the reason I love this album, which we should say parental uh, uh, discretion. Yeah, there's some explicit uh, content. Yeah, there's some explicit uh, language and um, themes, shall we say. so viewer discretion advice, listener discretion advice. Yep. Um, but uh but the reason is because so I did grow up in a house where I, I really only listened to Christian music, um, and and we weren't really allowed to listen to secular music until I hit about sixth grade, which I believe was nineteen ninety five ish for me. Um and that's when I started listening to the radio and all that. And there are so many albums uh that that released that year there was so much grunge was like at its peak and a stuff came out that year. And it was yeah. just, it was very formative uh, for me just in kind of, I was cutting my musical teeth on that stuff. Mm. And so, so that's one of those reasons that like that it's very nostalgic for me. Yeah. And, and I, yeah.
1: Well, I really, I, one thing that I noticed after watching some of their live performances was, because I talked about her energy and her stage presence when she performed. And if you listen to a lot of the songs, um, she lyrically she writes very autobiographically. And yeah. so the lyrics sometimes are just all over the place. Like mm-hmm. there's really not sometimes a cadence or a rhyming scheme or anything like that. So in a lot of ways in that grunge era, You had like Pearl Jam, like Eddie Vedder is really known for that, just kind of out of control vocals. Melodies are just going all over the place, and she does that. And um, I, I just love the energy and kind of the raw attitude that's, yeah. that's behind all that
0: which by the way last thing i'll say uh i haven't listened to this yet because i'm in a totally different phase of life and have five children and never get to listen to new music nowadays <laughs> um but after a pretty long hiatus she actually did drop a new album i believe last year
1: i haven't listened to it I, I haven't
0: listened to it either but i mean i think it was her first new predator? music predator i'm not familiar with that um but i think it was her first new music in a really Single. long time Oh, that was a single,
2: March fifth, twenty twenty
0: one. Oh, really? Whoa. Oh, wow. No, no, she dropped a new full album in twenty twenty, I believe. Um, and she, it, oh, she, such pretty forks in the road. Yes, I think that's it. Yes, that, 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 that was her new album, and it was the first in a really long time. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But uh, but again, haven't listened to. That, I have no idea what it's like.
1: Yeah. So for those of you who are younger and have never heard of this person before. Go check it out on Spotify. tell us what you think. Yeah, let us know. Email us.
0: Well, I think we've taken care of all the business that we need to, fellas. Yep. So, uh, again, what you're about to hear for the rest of this episode is part two of a conversation uh, that we had with Bo Armistead. Bo is a member here at Shades, and we will do a Meet a Member episode with him eventually. Uh, But this time, we brought Bo in to talk uh, specifically about his uh, career as a counselor and just to ask him some questions about how he views his vocation as a as a Christian and specifically ask him about his area of specialty uh or specialty was that Mm -hmm. right his specialization Uh, which is trauma and so uh so again if you haven't listened to the first part of that conversation go back it was fantastic uh and you get to hear us do a lightning round with Bo but uh but yeah without any further ado here is part two of our conversation with Bo Armistead
2: All right. Uh, I think with the the last questions that we have, we're just going to take a step back and ask some kind of just general counseling questions. So what would you say to um, someone in our congregation that is considering seeing a professional counselor, but they don't know if it's necessary, if they really need to, if it's worth the cost? Would you have anything that you would say to them?
3: Uh, sure. Yeah. I would say, well, first of all, if it, if you're wondering if you need to, you might need to. Um, and, and, and so here's the thing, this is how I look at counseling. And, uh, you know, I guess it's easy for me to say because I am a counselor, but I think counseling is, uh, really important. Um, because, uh, we are mind, body, and spirit. Like we're not, you know, we're not one or the other. We're all three. And you know, it's interesting to me how sort of taboo mental health is not as much as it used to be, but is right. in a way. People don't talk, you know, people will love to tell you that, hey, I'm in, uh, I go to the gym four days a week and I do, I run and I ride my bike and I go mountain biking and rock climbing and, um, you know, all the things for their physical health. Yeah. Or I'm doing keto, is that right? Or paleo yeah, or whatever. Yeah, a thing. Yeah. Whatever the thing. Yeah. Like people talk all day long about what they do for themselves physically, right? Um, and spiritually people say I'm in a small group and I do devotions and I pray and I worship and I go to church and we o- talk openly and freely, uh, uh, oftentimes about the things we do for ourselves physically uh, yeah. and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's like, oh, so I'm going to counseling. Um, and, <laughs> I see a therapist, yeah. um, as if there's something wrong with that. A lot um, of shame around it. Right. A lot of shame around it. Yeah. And I mean, the reality is like we, we live in a broken world. We experience life. Life uh, can beat us down. Um, and even if it's not even if we don't have experienced trauma not everyone has um, having someone to process things with um, who might have a um, clinical mental health uh, background uh, who can help help just help see things having extra eyes on things that we're experiencing or, or, or decisions we're making um, it's a fantastic idea and I think that you know, my, my hope is that one day people will be like, man, I go, I'll go to counseling, you know, every week, and I love it, and, and I can't wait. And, you know, you should go in counseling and like whatever. I think that you know, I would love for that to be the atmosphere. Yeah. I've really, I've really been. It's been super encouraging to see uh, the past couple of weeks here um, on Body Life Sunday and other times when people stepped up to the mic and just been vulnerable and said, "Hey, I'm I experience anxiety or depression mm-hmm. or yeah. or fear or yeah you know, or, or grief or whatever the things yeah. are." Um, it's been super cool because I think like that's the kind of thing that I would love to see more in the church, and I'm really grateful for that uh, here at Shades Valley. Is that it's not really super taboo here, you know? Like, it's, right. it's okay to say that I'm human. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Um, <laughs> where uh, a lot of times it's been not okay to say that I'm human, and not okay to say that I have uh, emotions, and, mm-hmm. um, and not okay to say that I it would be helpful for me to talk to somebody about something. And that doesn't mean you know. I think there's this idea, or has been anyway, that if you're in counseling or you see a counselor, that it's like you're like especially broken or you got yeah. some kind of issue. Really, those are really that, messed yeah, up people. You don't really yeah. want to say out loud or whatever.
2: It's almost like you're oh you you can't fix it with your friends or with a small group leader or something. Right. You know, yeah, That yeah. kind of mentality. Yeah. And um, you're w- almost like a, you're weak.
3: Right. Yeah. That's that's right. Um, it's like some admission of uh, of weakness. But I think that kind of vulnerability and just being able to talk about it is. Uh, fantastic, you know, um, yeah. and I think it's super healthy. I think that um, vulnerability and authenticity sort of invites vulnerability and authenticity, and so I think the more as a church, and I don't mean just Shades, but as a church in general, mm-hmm. the more we talk about um, just reality of, of yeah. mental health, yeah, um, the more that uh, vulnerability, that authenticity um, invites other people to be like, oh, okay, so I can I can be human, and it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important. Um, and uh, yeah. So, uh, what would I say to someone? If you're thinking, hey, I might need to be in counseling, you probably do. And yeah. if you think I don't need to be in counseling, you probably do. Um, like, it's just, it's as, to me, I think it's as important um, as like your gym membership or your yoga class or your, you know, keto or paleo yeah. or like
0: yeah. whatever things
3: you're doing. It's, as, it's, 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 I'm not going to say it's as important as, uh, being in the word because that's obviously super important, but right, right, like yeah. we're 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 mind, body, and spirit, and we have to care uh, well for ourselves in all ways, and not just uh, kind of pick and choose. Um, yeah, and and therapy is one of those ways you care for yourself and, and the and the mental, emotional part of who we are. Yeah, so good. I think the voice of
2: shame is telling us all, "Hey, there's a story, there's a part of you that you can't let." anybody else know about Mm -hmm. because if they do then Mm -hmm. they won't love you Mm -hmm. they won't respect you and so we keep that hidden we keep that within ourselves and we carry it for years and years sometimes our entire lives Mm -hmm. and uh that has an effect on us right that has an effect on our (laughs) mental
3: health absolutely i mean what those you know in the in the kind of addiction treatment world there's a saying that we're only as sick as our secrets um, mm-hmm. and, um, there's a lot of truth in that outside of addiction. Like, you know, if you're not willing to talk about, uh, what you're experiencing, what you've, you know, what you're feeling, you know, I think particularly for men, I mean, we, we kind of, um, in a way are at a disadvantage because a lot of men are raised under like this, uh, belief, like big boys don't cry and like yeah. suck it up and toughen up and, um, and that's great, you know. Be tough, whatever. Um, but, but in teaching that to boys, like boys are just little men, you know, like they're going to grow up to be men, and, right. and what you're teaching them when they're little is what they're going to live out of when they're big. Yeah. And and if you if you believe that it's not okay to feel, it's not okay to show my emotions, um, and you live out of that, all that stuff's still going somewhere. Um, yeah. And and it's going to come up somewhere. It might come up in anxiety, it might come up in anger or rage. Um, um, And then, you know, people, men or women, doesn't matter, are going to choose their thing uh, that they go to to not feel the thing that they're feeling. Mm. Um, And that can be any number of things. Everyone kind of chooses what their vice is. You know, like Mm. um, people, you know, I've never known anyone with any substance abuse or addiction issue um, that hasn't, that is not just trying to feel differently than they feel. Yeah. Right. You know, trying to numb or deaden something uh, um, that that just that just don't don't want to feel, and so yeah. whether that things alcohol or drugs or pornography or work or yeah, um, whatever, whatever the things are, um, you know, exercise. People choose their thing that they want to um, deaden their feelings with, um, and when we're dependent on something, whether it's uh, legal or illegal or, or, you know, moral or moral, whatever, no, like when we choose things to deaden our feelings with, it's not healthy. Mm. Um, and so when we suppress all of our feelings for our entire life, because big boys don't cry and you got to be tough and suck it up and all that, yeah, um, it's going to come out somewhere and, um, and you're going to likely choose to uh, cope with that in ways that are less than healthy. So yeah, having, having someone to talk to and process with is a great idea.
2: Yeah. Well, and in the culture and in the context of the church, certain coping mechanisms can be more socially acceptable than others. Mm-hmm. So like take being a workaholic, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, someone might talk about how they're addicted to their work, how they, you know, they work too much, but it can kind of be brushed off mm-hmm. <laughs> or it can kind of be, be like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll be praying for you. But in people's minds, it's like, well, that's not that serious. Well, like in so many ways, it's just as serious as sure. someone who's an alcoholic. Yep and needs to be, uh, kind of, uh, addressed and Mm -hmm. need the, uh, needs to get down to the root of it and what's going on there.
3: Yeah. You know, and there's just, that just made me think there's a book called Sabbath and I think it's Dan Allender. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a really good book, but one of the things he talks in there about is how that's one thing in the church. It's like one of the 10 commandments uh that people in the church are comfortable with like bragging about breaking is not keeping sabbath like i work all the time you know i work you know seven days a week and i work 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 and and it's almost like bragging rights about how much i work and how busy i am and um and basically what they're saying is like i don't keep the sabbath because i've got too much going on or whatever um and anyway that's a complete rabbit trail but along the lines of workaholic being one of those coping mechanisms it's like it's Mm -hmm it's a very uh, socially acceptable uh, uh, coping mechanism to completely uh, drown yourself in work, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, and, you know, this is to continue on a tangent, but as you were talking about masculinity, John Mark and I recently had a conversation about masculinity and how boys learn how to be men, Mm -hmm. not just by uh, listening to teaching on what it means to be a man, Mm -hmm. but masculinity is caught. Sure. That boys learn how to be men by Mm -hmm. looking at, Uh, older men Mm -hmm. and seeing that model for them. And so you can say all day long that real men cry, but if they never see Mm -hmm. a grown man cry, then that's not modeled for them, right? right? Uh, Right. Or you can say all day long, real men are vulnerable Mm -hmm. or real men admit when they're wrong or Mm -hmm. real men um, say that they're sorry or uh, all of these things, right? Or uh, to be a real man, you don't have to play sports, but if certain things in you know, society are elevated and they see that around them in their community, then they're going to pick that up. Mm -hmm. And so I think my prayer for shades Valley is that, um, as men here, we would be men that are, um, vulnerable, Mm -hmm. that are willing to embrace our emotions and not shove our emotions. Mm -hmm. And that that would be caught by a a younger generation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, yeah, great thought. That's,
3: Uh, That's my my prayer too. Mm. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Awesome. So uh, kind of in the same vein, you might have the same answer, and if so, we can kind of quickly move on. But uh, we talked about individuals seeking out counseling. Uh, But what about a a married couple? Mm -hmm. Uh, I imagine that you would say that conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. Uh, But what are some signs that may reveal that a couple could benefit from seeing a counselor you have any thoughts on that well
3: yeah so i mean again along lines with you know and i don't know if i used these words earlier but when i think of of therapy i think of it's just like maintenance just like you go to the gym Mm -hmm. um you know you go to therapy like maintenance it's not to you know fix some problem um you know you may need to heal from something for sure but you're not Mm -hmm. going to fix your broken self you're 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 maintaining a um, a state of mental and emotional health uh, by being in a therapeutic relationship, um, and so the same goes for marriage. I think that um, it's a great idea. I I love it when I see couples who are seeking counseling and they don't have any real problems going on. Like they're, yeah. everything's cool. We just we want to be in monthly counseling because we want to make sure that we maintain and that we see blind spots and that we yeah. um, are just aware. Of how we are are or or are not loving each other well, or what we can do different. I think it's great. It's just maintenance. It's like you know, we're not afraid to take our car for regular maintenance. We're not afraid to go to the gym for regular maintenance. Yeah. Like, certainly don't um, uh, you know, discount the benefit of regular maintenance in your marriage. Um, and so yeah. yeah, everybody. I think if you're married, um, find a good marriage counselor. You know, and go talk stuff out and just really just having a third party to see things that you don't see and to point out things that, uh, you know, again, maybe blind spots or, um, or, or invite conversation in certain ways or, um, you know, whatever. I think it's just, it's helpful. And so I don't think you have to wait until there's a problem. Statistically, um, people seek out marriage counseling once they've been having marital issues for seven years. Wow. And and that's a terrible statistic because oftentimes (laughs) when people are at that point, they're Mm -hmm. not even looking to repair. And I say oftentimes, it's not an an absolute statement, but oftentimes people aren't even looking to repair; Mm. they're looking to kind of have someone affirm their need just to divorce. Like, you know, we we gave it a shot. We went to counseling. You know, we did two sessions, and we're still in bad shape. You know, so Mm -hmm. we're gonna. And then they get to everybody. Hey, we had counseling, and and um, you know, it just didn't work out, and we couldn't couldn't make it work. Um, if seven years earlier they had been in sort of preemptive, (laughs) um, or just being proactive in, in, in marriage counseling, um, they would have been able to see ways that they might could communicate differently or the ways that they might could, um, go about conflict differently. Hmm. Um, but, um, you know, oftentimes with, you know, whether it's, uh, individual mental health counseling or marriage counseling, wherever, there's this pride thing that keeps you out. Like, you know, what are yeah. what are they going to think if they know we're in marriage counseling? They're going to think we're having issues, and we you know we don't want to talk about that. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, but it's a real thing. You know, I would I would celebrate uh, anyone saying you know you know, putting it on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, we're in marriage counseling. <laughs> you know, we're going to my counseling appointment today. You know, like talking. Yeah, yeah I think that's fantastic. Good for you. And like, yeah. Um, you know, again, uh, I think you know authenticity and vulnerability invite that in others, and we just need more of that.
2: Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's another prayer for Shades Valley. I love that culture shift of um, this idea of counseling as just a normal part of the community's rhythm. Mm -hmm. It's not odd. It's not when there's a massive explosion and everything's about to crumble, you know, and it's not seen as this, this thing is like, uh, you know, Oh, Don and Stacy, they're having major issues, you know, make sure to pray. I don't know why I did like a Southern voice there. It just felt
3: (laughs) sound kind of gossipy. It felt
2: right. Yeah. Kind of gossipy. Like we need to pray for them. They're just, let's be in prayer for our brother. Yeah. (laughs) They're just in a real bad, they're in a real bad place. Real bad. Yeah. But that it would be seen as a normal thing, just like yeah. someone goes to a small group. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Gosh, that, I mean, that
1: would be fantastic I mean, I think the reality is, is that anybody can benefit from counseling, and everybody sh- like should go to counseling. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, de- I mean, that's kind of the way that I that I look at it. Mm-hmm. Counseling has benefited me tremendously, mm-hmm. and so that's one thing when I when I started going through counseling. I would kind of joke with everybody, but also being serious. But just be like, I think everybody needs this. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, if you're definitely listening to this, and and Bo can speak to this too. But you know, uh, seek seek after that that help that you may need. Mm-hmm. Um, it's totally okay to do so, yeah, and sure. don't be ashamed.
3: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I've been uh, actually noticing in myself lately. I need to schedule an appointment. I've, you know, I used to. I was. I was very regular. Um, Do you see yourself? I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have much to That's say. Be tricky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Swap seats back and forth. Anyway. No, but I, you know, I was very regular for a long time, and, it was, and it's fantastic. I, you know, I think that um, again, everyone needs to be in counseling, as far as I'm concerned, um, including counselors and. Mm. Uh, and maybe especially because we might be more in need. We might be a little whatever uh, special. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, anyway, uh, you know, I've been noticing lately. Like, gosh, I need to. I need to schedule an appointment just because I'm. I'm feeling things crop up or things are coming up. I'm like, I need to. I probably should talk to someone about that. You know, just in terms of my own, uh, uh, just anxiety or, or whatever. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. So I think it's it's great. And you know, uh, Ashley and I have not recently been marriage counseling off and on. You know, mm-hmm. We've been married 25 years and, uh, I guarantee we've been, uh, seeing marriage counselors, <laughs> uh, and you have throughout our marriage. And I think it's great. It's just, yeah. again, it's, um, it's way, cause you can't see clearly, you can't see everything, um, on your own, whether it's individually or in your marriage. And, um, you know, it's great to have, uh, extra, extra eyes, uh, looking and uh, extra insight into what's going on.
2: Mm. That's so good. Well, I have two more questions,
3: Jay. I mean, this is we've been going. How do you feel,
1: Bo? Are are you
2: okay? I think for there
3: two should be a questions? prize for anyone who's actually made it to this point, like in this podcast. Like, there should be some sort of uh, yeah g- gift card to the coffee shop or something. Yeah. Text
1: four five nine
2: six to yeah. claim
3: your prize. Right. Made you made it two hours, far. hours in. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if you're okay for like two
3: more questions.
1: Oh, I'm good. Okay. No, yeah. Okay. i here
2: I think this is a really important question. I did want to ask it. Um. So to state the obvious, uh, the, the past year has been really hard mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And I've had more friends share with me about their struggles with mental health mm-hmm. than ever before. Yep. And I know that's not just me. I mean, we're seeing it mm-hmm. in, in the broader culture. Mm-hmm. And so when we have a friend that, that comes to us and says that they're struggling with anxiety, depression, addiction what are some helpful ways that we can respond whether it's a friend mm-hmm. or a family member and maybe more importantly, what are some things that we definitely
3: shouldn't do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when that friend comes to us? Sure. So, um, again, I mean, if, 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 uh, that friend comes to you, like one of the first things I would say is like, Hey, are you, are you seeing anybody? Do you have a, you know, do you have a counselor? Cause it's, it's a great idea. Um, mm, yeah. And, Um, And it's true, like this past year, you know, everybody knows the issues, but the, whatever the varying issues of the past year have been, whether it's pandemic politics, you know, race relations, whatever, there's been a whole lot and everybody's feeling it. Um, And if you're not feeling it, you need to see a counselor. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, But you know, the thing is that, um, and many counselors I know in town right now don't have any room to see anybody. I don't have room to see anybody. Um, and I try to refer people out, uh, to other counselors and they're like, I can't take anybody else because I'm full. Wow. Um, and, and, um, yeah. So anyway, all that to say, yes, there's a huge problem right now. And Mm -hmm. so if someone were to come and say, Hey, um, I'm dealing with lots of anxiety over this stuff, you know, there are some, you know, things you can do to cope with or manage anxiety, um, or or depression or, or whatever, or, you know. I would say like, hey, are you seeing anybody? <laughs> like find you know find someone yeah. and and get in regular with somebody, and have someone you can just regularly process. And regular can be weekly, can be every other week, can be once a month. It's whatever you need. Mm. Um, but having a place that's a safe place, it's confidential. It's a place that you can go say whatever you need to say, um, knowing that it's um, it's going to be safe there, and and you don't have to worry about someone judging you or ever. Um, yeah. um, But yeah, I mean. I would encourage someone to get help and, you know, just to affirm someone's what they're feeling, yeah. um, you know, not, not trying to fix, you know, you said what you don't do. You don't try to fix something for somebody like, um, you know, well, I'm anxious. Well, show me your schedule. Let me look at your schedule and see what we can fix there. You know, cause you're probably got something going on. You don't need to have going on. Like, well, and don't. that's a
2: lot of our tendency, right? Yeah, it's cause we see pain yeah. and we want to fix it that's right. immediately. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, and really one of the, um, that's kind of one of the last things people need. Um, yeah. because you know, if I, if for the most part, people can, the real like tangible stuff, people can see like these things are causing me problems. Like I work too much. Well, don't work so much. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> wish i thought of that. Um, <laughs> you <know>. thanks Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think that just affirming like, man, I see you're feeling this and I, th- I see this is um, heavy for you and, mm. um, and thanks for sharing it with me, you know, like, yeah. um, I think to, affirm the, the, the goodness of being vulnerable and sharing your stuff is really, it's important. Um, because if, if I bring up something to you, then it's something that I'm feeling and you get uncomfortable with it. And so you make some sort of joke or laugh it off or whatever, like, or, or, or whatever that's going to, you know, quickly shut down my uh, willingness to open up and be vulnerable Yeah. because, you know, and you might not have meant any harm by it, Right. But you're just uncomfortable by Look, man, he's sharing stuff with me. And like, let me have a little crack about that. So we can move on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to shut that down and it's not going to affirm that thing, but just yeah, affirming the thing and someone, whatever it is they're feeling um, and just be in there for somebody, whether it's um, anxiety or depression or grief or um, uh, whatever addiction, you know, um, having, you know, tangibly if someone's dealing with addiction, you can, uh, be a, an accountability person for them or, um, mm. and definitely recommend that they see somebody, you know, um, yeah. cause you gotta have help to work through some of that stuff. And, and really, if you're dealing with addiction, there's a lot more going on there anyway. Um, because life wasn't like hunky dory and everything was great and going your way. And, and, and then you decided to start abusing drugs or alcohol. Um, yeah, right. Know, there's you're, you're dealing with something in that stuff. And so, yeah, are you seeing somebody? (laughs) Like, um, because that's a great idea. Um, And then, you know, in that, you know, know, how do you relate to them in that? Like, so I'm feeling anxious about other stuff. Like, oh man, gosh, me too. I'm glad you said something because I'm feeling that way too. Um, And Mm. in doing that, you're again uh, making it, making them have a sense of like it's normal to be human. Like, it's normal to feel some anxiety because Brad does too, you know, like, yeah. Um, it doesn't make me some kind of freak show because I'm feeling anxious about
0: 2020.
3: Um, um, and they feel known through that. Right. Right. For sure. Yep. Yep. And just to be seen and heard and known is, is, uh, is real important. So,
2: yeah, that's so Mm -hmm. good. Well, and someone recommended to me recently to, to listen, like you said, and to ask questions, Mm -hmm. you know, so even if that isn't your experience, having Mm -hmm. kind of a curiosity Mm -hmm. and saying like, Hey, I don't know what it's like. to be depressed, but I'd, I'd love to learn Mm -hmm. and hear more. What's, what's that been like for you?
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Giving them a place just to expand on what it is they're feeling, you know, and and to say more about it for sure. Yeah. That's
2: That's so good. Mm -hmm. John, Mark, do you have anything else as we wrap up here? I don't think so. Well, Bo, as we close, thank you so much for your time. Mm -hmm. And we know it's valuable. And
3: thanks for your, uh, y'all had to reschedule for me. So sorry about that. Oh man, it's worth it. This is so, Oh, it's fine.
2: So worth it. Yeah. Well, in closing, how can we be praying for you and for sojourn counseling?
3: Um, yeah. So thank you for asking. Uh, I think, um, you know, for sojourn, we're, we, I guess meaning I'm seeing, uh, such a neat like I said like I said my um my schedule's full um and it's gonna be for a while um and uh Chris's schedule you know Chris and Lindsay um have a little more limited schedules uh, because they work other jobs in addition to Sojourn but uh we're either all full or filling up and wow and so part of my heart for Sojourn is to have um to be able to serve as many people as we're able to serve, right? Um, yeah. And Sojourn, so for those who don't know, Sojourn's a nonprofit, um, and uh, we, we raise funds to offset fees for people who are un, unable to pay um, full fees. Um, and um, so my my heart is really to be able to provide quality mental health care for anyone regardless of their ability to pay. Um, and I'd like to have more therapists uh, on board to yeah. be able to expand the reach that we have in order to help provide quality mental health care for anyone, regardless of their ability to pay, right. To fill our mission. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so that's something that I've been talking to our board of directors about is like, how, like, what are like next steps and how can we grow this? How can we add more therapists I'll, I have a heart not only for the clients that we're seeing, um, but for, um, mentoring, um, other therapists who, have a heart to reach the people that we're reaching. And again, Mm -hmm. my my thing really, my, my passion is, is trauma and um, that's not everybody's. Um, But there's such a need for it that um, that's kind of the way that I dream of growing. Sojourn is having more trauma therapists and people who are passionate about that. People who are equipped um, with EMDR therapy and brain spotting and uh, different therapies to serve, you know, the uh, traumatized population that's out there because there's plenty of them and a lot of them waiting to get help. So, I'm rambling now, but the prayer is yeah. that just, you know, direction, um, and, and kind of being in step with what God's plan is for how to grow, if to grow, uh, sojourn and number of, uh, therapists that we have, the number of clients we can serve, um, and, and my desire to, again, mentor, um, incoming, uh, therapists and, uh, people who have a desire and a passion for serving people living with trauma. So that's uh, that's my prayer. <laughs> awesome. We'll make
1: sure to put all the information in the show notes for okay, Sojourn. Cool. and so, Definitely. That, so that people can find that website and find all that information there.
3: Yeah, yep, that's just so they can hear it, sojourncounseling.org. Awesome. And drop it in the notes. Too. Beautiful.
2: Yeah. Well, Bo, we love you, man. We're thankful man, for you, you guys. as an is elder, great. as a member, and it's so great to hear about everything you're doing with Sojourn okay. Counseling and know that you'll be in our prayers. Thank you. As we move forward. Yeah,
3: it's great being here. Thanks, guys.
2: This has been another episode of Shades Midweek. Thanks for listening.